0: We all want to feel better, be happier, and have more freedom, and there are endless resources at our fingertips. But wading through a sea of self-help books, podcasts, and workshops takes more time than anyone has, except me. That's my job. I curate and translate the latest, most effective personal development wisdom to help you elevate your personal experience and improve the way you show up for others. I'm Kevin Miller, and this is Self-Helpful. In this Functional Friday episode, we address how to avoid, manage, and mitigate musculoskeletal aches and pain. And we're continuing our series from the question that I ask self-helpful listeners, if you could have a magic pill to fix one health issue for yourself, what would it be? Uh, Kent, Christy, and Susie cited knee issues. Tanya and Seamus cited back issues and you know with all maladies musculoskeletal problems are are on the rise we've got a lot of things happening today but this is another area where we see a continual rise in problems so anyone past the age of 30 seems to now be prone to accept the norm of bodily aches and pains when they move younger and younger people have left physical activities that they used to enjoy due to physical limitations and inability and should this be normal and what is causing our cultural aches and pains, and what can help alleviate them. So my Functional Friday co-host is Randy James, medical doctor and functional medicine expert. And we give most of the show to causation of these issues, but around minute 40, we get into actual treatments. And surprisingly, your best prescription that Randy outlines is really in regards to what you are eating. self-helpful podcast originated through the Zig Ziglar Corporation. If you are a coach or a consultant and want to add credibility and clients and impact your business, go to ziglar.com today. Following these sponsors who make the show possible and provide great resources for your life, I bring you a discussion with Dr. Randy James on musculoskeletal issues uh, and the aches and the pains and how to avoid, manage, and mitigate them. As we're chatting before the show here, and you said last time we talked about autoimmune, and that was, uh, that was fun. And so when I bring up musculoskeletal stuff, <laughs> you grimace. Because Here, let me read them real quick. Uh, there's, or there's a few of them. Kent uh, Burr, he says, I want to get my knees back. It's lame being lame. Uh, Christy Spring, I want a, uh, a brand new knee. I need a total knee replacement. Susie Bradley, healed bulging L4 disc. Uh, Intermittent, but would love to have it gone. Evan Herman, recovery from well, this is not musculoskeletal, but from current tonsillectomy. So that's recovery from a uh, a surgery or something like that. But I was thinking about just that. The you know one recovery, but if you're grimacing at musculoskeletal issues, why?
1: Well, so I smiled at the autoimmune piece and the I don't want to say elegance, but the the mystery. The interplay of the immune system and the molecules in the body, and and how your body is living in tolerance to the world around you, all the time, every day, even when you're not thinking about it. And then when you talk about musculoskeletal, you become more mechanical. Now, when I'm talking to people about it, and one of the things I wanna I would highlight today is that musculoskeletal is as much metabolic and molecular as anything else Mm -hmm. and when these people are talking about get their knees back and heal that is a metabolic action that is a that is molecules in the body that is not dependent upon your chiropractor and yet in the musculoskeletal section if, if if we think of sort of the functional medicine seven nodes if you will of how the body is intersecting the musculoskeletal one is the place where we've got an entire field of four separate medical industries if you will so the the normal md western medical approach that's going to be highly surgical and medicinal and 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 cover up pain the osteopathic approach that's you know, in partnership with that, but branching into the chiropractic uh, side of things and a whole nother set of doctors there and their philosophy that goes all the way over into physical therapy. And now most of them are trained at the doctorate level and able to diagnose and treat and do whatever. Uh, And four whole separate regimes, if you will, to address the complex mechanical side of how we get ourselves hurt. And if you look at the top 10, you know, complaints, I mean, back pain, knee pain, some kind, some kind of chronic pain is, is always way up there.
0: And well, and is it any different? Cause I'm thinking about, you know, I tend to think about injury. And so, you know, if I had, I mean, my gosh, you know, the amount of, I mean, we both had just athletic injuries, whether it's skiing or, you know, for me cycling or for somebody listening, it's football or whatever. And you have a trauma. I mean, it happened right there. You know, when it happened and boom. You blew out the ACL, you hurt yeah, the knee or whatever, yeah. or or a li- or, you know, a long time of that, and you know it came from those, your rugby player, man, everything's going to be broken and, and shattered and whatever. Now, then you also have then the growing number of people who have issues, aches and pains and knees and hips and whatever, not from an athletic right. uh, aspect, but from a sedentary, well, well obesity, Ooh. of course, stresses a lot of people having musculoskeletal issues just from carrying weight and not having muscle tone. Is that fair? That's fair. Um,
1: The the sedentary is also stress, not the stress of not exercising. Atrophy. Uh, uh, Yeah. I mean, uh, there's atrophy, but the literal stress of not moving when the machine is built for movement.
0: Which is weird because it reminds me of, I mean, we have, you know, my old Jeep and the the worst thing that's ever happened to it is it has set it's set right
1: right For a year, yeah. i was going to bring up airplanes think of international flights they never stop right they're always crossing a date line they yeah. land they get tuned up refueled reloaded whatever else and they go an airplane will have a much longer life the less it sits around yeah and they also when the airplane is doing they have their scheduled maintenance replace this replace that replace this replace, it just it's designed to never stop
0: it is weird. It, because from a mechanical thing, it makes no sense to me that you think it would take a car, and and if you, you, think you you leave it a, not drive it, leave it, it was, in the garage, it's pristine, it's not been moved for twenty years. Dude, that thing's not going to start, even it's on right. the showroom floor, because it's made to be lubricated and to be pressurized and be whatever, and it come over here in our bodies and to realize they're that mechanical that they I, I didn't think about I, it that way. I, I
1: did it last night. I'm, I'm I. I I'm thinking about my own life and Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday are always so busy.
0: Yeah.
1: And I I just generally don't get home and say and exercise. And last night was Ryder's birthday. So we had a birthday night and um uh we get a cheesecake. Uh, and I was sort of squatting as we we're getting dinner ready, and I thought, gosh, I haven't moved that muscle all day and yeah. it felt so good to sort of stretch and move. And I thought, ah the did I just take a step backwards by a whole 24 48 hour period of you know we watch the football games on Sunday and then Monday and it's gonna roll into Tuesday and you just start thinking what did that do to my body and I don't think I don't encourage people to actually think that way because then there's always a guilt response and always a, um, a it, t- it tends to have a bad mindset but on the flip side maybe you need to think that way to get things going and what does that mean for everybody? And, and so musculoskeletal, one of the big problems is the sedentariness of, of our, of our lives. And just the fact that the reality is we're at computers, we entertain ourselves with a screen. Um, and it's just a common, common thing. And that's part of the problem.
0: Yeah. It makes me think that we all be best, you know, me as well, even with the stuff that I do to do like the burpees, I mean, it is the, if we're doing the burpees 10 a day, five a day, 25 a day, 50, whatever your stick is, but let's just say 10, 10 burpees a day. More than none. And that, that every day you're doing, you're doing the squats, you're doing a push up, you're doing a jump, you're doing a, it's just such an all encompassing thing. And yeah, I feel better overall when I am more active overall. Otherwise, then you go out for the run. Oh, man, I haven't stretched those or a bike or a swim or whatever. Okay, so that's on the sedentary side. Now, on the other side, then, is the, are the people who are active who then have. And let, let's do leave off trauma. Okay. Like you,
1: you tend to think in terms of trauma, sports. And I would say that that's a subset of most people who are out there and even if you said, well, I was fine until that one trauma when I was 20 or 30 or 40, and, and, and that might be a sports trauma, but it's most often a trauma trauma. Car wreck, I slipped and fell, I was skiing, I landed on my hip and it never got quite right and I was always imbalanced. And, and for my wife, one of the pregnancies and the hip, weirdness and all that, and never got quite right. She had a, took an elbow in high school basketball and the jaw was never quite right. Those, I think, go into this next category of the chronic repetitive situation Mm -hmm. and the metabolic recovery. And that's where, you know, these guys with their L4, you know, C1, C2 instability and L whatever and T whatever of bulging discs and even Terry and thinking about that bulging disc. And that's in the, in the, over here in the world of chronic repetitive issues, and and that was even with Terry. If we think through her lens, it was so frustrating to not just immediately have an MRI and to know exactly well the bulge is one millimeter. And, and you're
0: saying Terry? That's that's my wife <laughs> uh, who who had uh, two car wrecks in the span of three years. She was hit uh, rear-ended, hit five uh, four times or something like that on a snowy road. You know, she came out of side and then boom, 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 cars hit her, and then the other one, a guy just broadsided her. So two neck injuries. So she's been, you know, rehabbing and working out. And lately she's been doing, you know, her Zumba class and all that stuff four or five times a week. And then a couple or last week, then she's she thinks it was carrying a baby around, grandson around a little bit and then doing a lot of upper body stuff. We had girls home who were doing their different workout classes. Was she growing more? no but okay. she was doing a lot of uh over the head and and like uh stress yeah. from the upper back stuff with their workouts and everything and just whacked it and now she's got you know it, it, the response yeah so she's nearing that has been nearing capacitated uh, and i think that is also
1: that's a slightly different one than chronic knee pain i wake up with stiff knees, stiff necks, stiff shoulders every morning. But to some
0: degree you're talking about, so however it happened though, you're talking about a trauma. If you have a musculoskeletal thing, is it fair to say, I mean, that is, it's inflamed. It's, uh, uh, um, what's the word? Um, well, yeah, it's, it's, in, it, it,
1: inflammatory response yeah. It is inflamed in, and in ever so let's, if you speak that way, then we have to say every single thing ever on your musculoskeletal side is from a trauma. Sure. Right, because unless you're purely laying in bed somewhere, I mean, nobody gets hurt. Well, I just said the trauma of sedentariness generally gets shown when you go for a walk or do the next non-sedentary thing. Pick up a baby, pick up a bag of groceries, do the normal things of life, and then there's that tweak. Um, and then, and I would put myself in the category of when I hit the 40s and uh, bending over to tie my shoes in the morning, I started to feel the... the the cracking and aching and stiffness in the knees. And we've talked about this in the past before, I think. And at the same time, I had a younger son and we were, my labs had actually shown positive on my metabolic reaction to gluten. And I didn't believe it. Cause I didn't have any, oh, I feel gassy, bloaty. I feel, uh, I feel a headache or when I eat gluten, I feel bad. I don't feel bad at all. Uh, but the lab showed something. Yeah. And then with my son, it was like, all right, 90 days. What well, we tell our patients, hundred days, hundred percent, just cross the line of a hundred days, hundred percent. And I was in in the eighties of those days, been down tie my shoes, and I'm like, son of a gun, it's not age, it's not. I'm forty, and I sound like my dad, and it's at least in part, it is metabolically related to my joint response to this food that's going on. Yeah. And of course, then it's like, well, what? But I'm also walking and riding and. And doing a workout here and there, and I say, yeah, of course, that's a part of it. Those are little micro traumas. They're also micro building, right? If okay. you're building your muscles and, and that metabolic response of building and lubricating, well, like if you te- said. Yeah,
0: so tearing down and recovery. And we yes. know that from a muscle. But the, but obviously, when you've got chronic stuff like that, it's not recovering. It's, that's right.
1: So in the past, rather than, and maybe we have, I don't think we've hem, hammered this one home, but I, I really like it. And I don't know that I've read anybody else saying this, but it's, you know, I I like to sort of trick patients and I would ask them and I'll ask you, is inflammation good or bad?
0: Well, the, I I mean, from a natural, if I, if I frog you right there and it's going to swell up, it's supposed to, so that would be a good thing. Yeah. It's do it. What it's supposed to do to protect, right? It's, it's always a good thing. Your body is responding. But if it doesn't go down and it's the body's it, not able to do what it's supposed because that's what I was thinking of, you know, with musculoskeletal thing. I mean, obviously if you blow out a knee or tear your ACL and it's something that, I mean, you, you broke, ripped, tore mechanical, mechanical that yeah. needs a surgery. If you're going to get yeah. back, I guess. Okay. So, so let's put that, but over here, if I, if you get a, a bad, well, we just had a friend who fell and what she yeah. hurt her hip or something or,
1: yeah. you know, yeah,
0: so she didn't break anything. It's just a trauma yeah. her body and she is healthy and well it should do what it's supposed to do it's going to inflame it's going to yeah. go to war on that thing building back and hopefully well in a perfect setting she would in however long i don't know weeks a month whatever yeah. she'll be a over chunk it. of time would get back to in a perfect setting a hundred percent yeah and
1: i would argue so let's stick with that inflammation is good and even, I'd go a step further inflammation is the healing response okay. it's the biochemical healing
0: then why do we ice
1: pain swelling just for pain just okay. just for comfort right does does icing well okay can there be situations where it's too hot too inflamed and in medical school like on day one it's the rubor calor, something something Latin words about inflammation is too hot too red, too swollen, too painful Too you know, and so an allopathic approach covers that up a little bit and says we don't want you to suffer in pain, pain medicine, like ibuprofen. There's strong evidence and I've used it many, many times. And I've told people, look, if you're gonna, there's nothing wrong with taking a med- take the adult dose, don't take Oh, I'm just gonna barely, you know, nibble at it with a little kid dose. Yeah, take the big dose, let it do its work. But ibuprofen does prolong this healing response that well, I, I'm talking about. Because
0: I've wondered about that. I mean, you, know, you get a fever, so something's in my body, it's going to war after it. It creates a fever. Well, it's, it's been it's a debate forever. Do, do we
1: lower the fever to just feel better? Yeah. I would argue yes. And here's why. All right. Because of two main things you will sleep better. Well, okay. And you, you will have a better mindset. Yeah. You will eat a little bit better, you'll feel better. In order to then drink your water so even in
0: theory if the if the if the fever's going on to uh, you know because your body's working on whatever if you and you say i'm going to let the fever do what it's supposed to do go but if i can't sleep if i'm stressed and anxiety that's not good either so that's right if the medicine helps that okay okay coming back over here to musculoskeletal though i mean uh, that if it's going on, we could surmise that something, we're doing something, so what's going in the body the body doesn't need, what's not going in the body that, that it does but, need. But keep that thought going and, and inflammation
1: got triggered. Yeah. Musculoskeletal, what are you eating? What are you, how are you exercising? Well, are you exercising sleeping. too much? How are you sleeping? Right. And it's lack of resolution. Okay. That's the key. Resolution, the biochemical complexity yeah. Of resolution is the key. I,
0: I won't get it out, but I so I'm I don't, I mean, we haven't talked about this. I'm wearing this whoop uh-huh. uh, thing, you know, which is it, that's what it's looking at is recovery, yeah, uh, stress and recovery. And it goes along there, and it's pretty interesting how it goes along and says, Hey, you did this. Uh, here's your strain for the day, and then here's your recovery. And then it's going to come out the next day, you know, looking at heart rate variability, resting heart rate, uh, uh, you know, uh, and, and of course, your sleep quality mm-hmm. and everything, and then give you a score. The other day I was at a 98% recovery, uh-huh. I was like, go nuts. Today I'm at my lowest ever. I'm not totally, I, I, I assume, you know, coming off the weekend and uh, foods that I don't normally eat, it was a carbohydrate fest, because right, another right, birthday yeah. as well. And I did more carbs and sporadic eating and whatnot. And so it's got me at a low recovery rate. Have, have you come, because your other watch does it too. Yeah, I just don't understand it as well. I need to I ask. think it's the body battery thing. I don't know. I need to show it. I need to show you. But but again, looking at that and understanding our, our body, if I, and if I went on day after day, after day, after day, and it was saying, man, you're not recovered, you're not recovered. That's what I've been interested in to look at. Am I recovering? You know, am I, am I enabling my body to recover? What did you say? results. Uh, resolve. Res- resolve. Yeah. Res- resolution. And I love the word and I want
1: people, so inflammation and resolution, uh, because, like we always tell people, uh, True Life Medicine. You know, I don't. I'm not, I don't want to be there to give you really awesome Motrin for your headache. I want you to be so resolute that the headache happens when it should, and then it resolves. Yeah, the resolution.
0: What I'm thinking is you're saying that resilience as well. Another yes. another similar. Well, am I? Resilient? Is
1: this similar? The rewords: recovery, restore, recuperate, recreate all of these rewards are about resolve.
0: Yeah. So, so the, and then the acute thing that I'm thinking of is in cycling. Um, now I never did the tour de France. I was headed that way. Didn't, didn't go there, but you know, it's all about recovery stage races. That is yeah. all about recovery. And I had guys back then say, okay, if you're doing performance enhancing drugs, it doesn't make you Superman necessarily on a given day. You don't right. take that. And it actually makes you stronger. He says it's, it's mainly for recovery. Right. So on one day, if you're, if I'm competing against guys who are doped up on, on, a single day race day one you they, might, don't, they don't have a big advantage I can, right. but if we're going to do that day, day in and yeah. day out like the two or twenty one days of yeah. marathons in essence uh, that's when the drugs come into effect and of course we all know the story of you know Lance Armstrong and yada, yada um, and but they would help you recover resolve uh, yep. be resilient for the next day it would help you do that more now outside there, of that
1: there there is now so you're a cyclist so FTP uh-huh means what I, heard, I don't remember some forced the threshold power okay uh, it's so there's and vo2 max yeah so we've got these markers of
0: performance potentiality All right, can i brag i'm showing you a picture sorry for those of you listen to the audio this is my vo2 max uh 494 started look, look read that your uh, vo2 max five. is the top five percent of your fitness, patient, age is your fitness age is 20. Yeah, man. Yeah, but you
1: know that that's all wrapped up in marketing.
0: You're going to buy more if you think yes,
1: I am. (laughs) That's.
0: I'm a foodie, and I enjoy learning about the process that brings great foods and beverages from idea to the table. And then I like tasting them and learning the nuances of what creates the most significant tastes I feel with beverages, the longer the prep, the better the taste. Being a bottled in bond product means it must pass a list of seven requirements that set the standard for this quality bourbon. So look for it at your local store. Heaven Hill reminds you to think wisely and drink wisely. Thankfully, the days of building a business website, then having this massive endeavor to integrate an online store are gone. Today, Shopify has fixed all that. Go to shopify.com slash Kevin to grow your business. No matter what stage you're in shopify.com slash Kevin. You all know I greatly value and pursue my health and wellness, and I'm always looking for better products and resources. Nutritional supplements are a staple for me and a must is a probiotic to support my gut health and function. A probiotic is something I've taken each and every day for the long-term cumulative benefits Seed is a company that makes a symbiotic, which is actually a unique mix of probiotics and prebiotics probiotics are beneficial bacteria and prebiotics are food for these bacteria so seeds symbiotic containing both helps balance my gut bacteria so together the seed dso1 symbiotic benefits my gut skin and heart health in just two little capsules a day taking seeds dso1 symbiotic and avoiding the foods I know my body is sensitive to has taken me from constant digestive problems to almost none. I trust Seed's clinical trials and breakthrough research that's been published in top scientific journals. You can entrust your gut with Seed's dso one daily symbiotic. Go to Seed.com slash drive and use code 25 drive to get 25% off your first month. That's 25% off your first month of Seed's DS01 daily symbiotic at Seed.com slash drive code 25. 25 drive we're gonna tell people <laughs> well according to the garmin connect app that's it's it's showcasing that yeah but again to look at it, those measurements i love those uh
1: but how are because i'll show you mine and i know you can do a lot more than me but our our grade will be i'm at 42 if you're at 40 you were at 43 and trained up to 49 I don't know I don't understand. yeah i don't understand it quite either and i don't trust the accuracy of it but for the guys spending millions of dollars doing it there there is a marker that because you're ebbing and flowing that's the train too much or train too high like where's your peak kind of a place and i think it's the ftp that they know and nearly in the 90th percentile you can predict whoever the winner of the race by whose ftp on day one wow. meaning recovery and and their their molecules drugs notwithstanding is, is going to be in the, in the top part of the race. And of course, then, unless they make a mistake with, as they're chasing or trailing oh, sure, or, or doing sure. the team stuff. A tactical
0: mistake. Tactical but even mistake. on these, even if you're talking about the accuracy, you know, I'm looking at it and, and whether that's correct. I am expecting that these things doing biomarker measurements are going to be, at least I can look at my own consistency and go, yes. am I training down? Am I to training self. down whether or not the number itself is completely accurate accurate in that moment compared
1: to true true yeah Yeah.
0: so recovery resilience you know resolution so we're looking again at musculoskeletal I mean I I want to look also at so we we had a bunch of people that also I don't know why I pulled it out actually it's because some but a lot of people just talk about their back I was just going to say let's talk about because most of
1: our listeners aren't going to be in racing in the Tour de France or even racing with any kind of competitiveness or e looking at their VO2 max or things like that, they're just gonna be saying my neck hurts.
0: But they're but they're uh, I, by proxy of listening to this, we could assume that they're more active people. So they're going on whether it's a daily walk or run, what I mean. whether yeah. you know whether they do Spartan races or five Ks, whether they garden and they're just, you know, up and down. I'm so like you're talking about, I think about that. Like gosh, I'm down on the floor playing a game, does it hurt when I stand up? <laughs> does I have to take a few steps to get the knees you know? right, as we as we watch our little kids
1: Jump. sit in weird positions for an hour and then pop pop right up. Yeah. Yeah.
0: Yeah. So, so to look at that, you know, those chronic things I, and I do want to, and I don't want to assert where you're going, but talk about the back thing that I experienced in regards to inflammation. Yes. As we we talk about chiropractor, which, you know, I, I'm a lifetime, chiropractic patient because of Rex. It started when I uh, had a bad knee injury, I was on a cast for way too long and, you know, back issues and whatever. And it was always the adjustment and whatnot. And then it was, gosh, I don't know now, three years ago or so where I was having these bouts where I would be literally stand it. I literally standing, maybe at the kitchen sink or whatever. And all of a sudden it feels like my back is dissolving. I can feel it disintegrating. And then boom, there's that nerve pinch. And it's that <gasps> I can't take a deep breath. I can't move. I'm on the floor. And, and, and I, I'm not, this is not okay. I'm 40, whatever I was, 7, 48th time. And I'm going to have these periods of being absolutely immobile. It happened one time years before that, when I was home alone with an infant.
1: And, I think and this, your back locked up. And
0: my back just gave out. So, how many people are used to, you know, the, wow. the, the whatever giving out? And as you know, then it was looking at that and it was through talking. Uh, it was with you, talking with our nutritionist. It was a discussion with her that she didn't come up with it, but something finally triggered. Nightshade plants. Oh yeah. my gosh. I am eating in my whole clean, whole foods, you know, clean diet. I am. Uh, abusing abusing, multiple <laughs> meals. I have a jar of banana peppers. I may have jalapeno peppers. I'm putting cayenne pepper. I was just going, I mean, I was, you know, the kids knew, you know, daddy can eat hot coals kind of thing, you know, of, of hot stuff, hot peppers and whatever of, and, and deal with that. So I was doing that. It's a nightshade. Yeah. And, you know, and, and as well doing, you know, probably, I, I don't think a lot, but potatoes and uh, tomatoes. tomatoes. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Tomato, cause you do spicy stuff and it's usually. Yeah, tomatoes are going to often be in there. Now, eggplant's another one. I wasn't doing that. So I looked at that. I'm having them with every, almost every meal. I'd say, I, you know, during the day, twice a day, I'm having a decent amount. I stopped that and I have not had an issue uh, that bad since then. Now, I've had a couple of times where I think I've eaten some uh, volatile stuff for me, caused inflammation. So there's the magic sauce for me. We don't know how it is, but I eat this inflammatory food for me you know more so for me maybe that i'm less tolerant with it comes in causes inflammation in a certain spot that according to or, or in in conjunction with probably old injuries uh, that are unique to me it just hits the right spot and it pushes you know things around and boom i have nerve impingement or whatever um, because of this and it got me to thinking: How many people are coming into chiropractors? Again, I'm a fan. We have one yeah, here in the yeah. office. Are coming in to get these musculoskeletal adjustments f- that are being caused by inflammation that are being caused uh, by something else, something that they're putting in their mouth. And you know, as you talk about, you can cause inflammation by your anxiety response to your, your, a bad your, your marriage mental state, or yeah. whatever, or bad job or whatever. But what's causing inflammation? How many musculoskeletal things do we have? caused by that and now over here then you know and then how can you recover if you're
1: continuing to put that this is exactly why i I sort of turned up my nose at musculoskeletal because of the bothness yeah it's very very hard for people because of limited resources and time like if you're at the front side and you don't have me in your back pocket as a friend where are you going to spend your money on the chiropractor or on the metabolic side i I don't know how i would have ever figured it out personally and that that's 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 what i mean is it's really really tough and most chiropractors will talk about the importance of nutrition and, and uh, the inflammatory response, the metabolic situation going on. Many of them do have their own nutritionists and things like that. Most medical doctors aren't going to say a word about chiropractic and nutrition. So in the general run-of-the-mill chronic kind of situation, in your case, I would have said just rolling the dice, you would have been better off to go down the chiropractic route than, than the other. But you had been. And still hadn't figured I it had out. I had been some, and, that's,
0: and one of my first, and, and, and before, it was probably a year or more before the nightshade issue, I one of the kids made this homemade kind of candy thing. I'm in the kitchen, literally, and, and ate a couple of these bites of sugar bombs. And moments later, I, I don't know, maybe it was 15 minutes, 30, I don't remember. But later, I had that disintegrating feeling. And the thing that tipped it off, too, about the, me, uh, about the focus on a musculoskeletal thing is how back when I had literal musculoskeletal injuries, right. they would take a long time and a bunch of adjustments to get better. Right. Now, But these issues that I was having, I mean, I'm, I'm obliterated on the floor, can't move. And two days later, I can be lifting weights again. I mean, that does not make sense from a skeletal. But if you think about something's inflamed and pushing it out and then the inflammation goes down, man, it's right back in. It's not this big, you know, uh, blunt trauma injury uh, to that degree, but I had sugar. So I started researching that and found this article on sugar and inflammation and back, whatever, showed it to my chiropractor at the time, which is one here in town that, you know, and he said, man, it totally makes sense. I've never seen that. I mean, this is not, and I wonder again, just like you in medical school, how much functional medicine training or, you know, nutrition, preventative training did you have? A day? Yeah. A day. day. You know, (laughs) even chiropractic, I mean, they are more into nutrition, but of looking at how often does that pain, is it caused by an inflammatory response to whatever, food stress, whatever, that no amount of adjustment is really going to correct. And so you're going to have your patient coming back forever. Well, good for business.
1: Good for business. Very frustrating for people. And... For our listeners who are on the front side of that, who are saying, okay, yeah, but what about me? What, you know, where do I go? And and that's, mm. that, that's the frustrate. Yes, that's, this is the, the nature of the problem is because I would say at the, on the flip side of it, if we approached all humans, like one wolf is the paleo cardiologist or the cardiology paleo guy. He's a cardiologist and through his, his wife is a chiropractor and he won't see anybody who isn't also seeing a chiropractor. So he feels so strongly to say, okay, look, most, like I would say, most of us, all of us, nobody eats perfectly. And he would say, by the same token, nobody has perfect alignment, Okay, that we all are tweaked, that we all should get an adjustment once per whatever chunk of time. I wouldn't argue that. I I would argue, provided your nutrition, your mattress, your chair, your ergonomics is all in the right spot, I think you can... And, and barring injury, you know,
0: it you know bothers me. We, we measured, uh, my Ian and Canyon, to two of my boys the other day. They're both over six foot. I mean, we literally put them against the wall and measured them. I, who at the age of 16, my license and ever since it has said six foot, I am six, 10 and a half, six, 10. Are yeah, you six, 10 and a half? Are you sure
1: you're six, 10? Oh, no. <laughs> Five,
0: <ten>. <laughs> <Whoops>. <laughs> that would be impressive. Everybody was about to hear. And so I'll tell you how to do it, guys. There's a supplement we're selling and you will grow vertically. Five, ten and a half. I have shrunk. You shrunk. Inch and a half. That, I, I'm irritated.
1: <laughs> and in all honesty, you probably have. Yeah. I mean, and you had the lipoma influence. You had the biking influence. You had the so. Where trauma. talking about alignment?
0: Where is my you know back and structure, and what have I compressed? With, Your
1: feet, you know, yeah. we, in terms of wearing shoes and losing that arch, and. It's well, all. but
0: now I, i'm back to you know the minimalist running i should well i know
1: but you know do, do you need another five years of minimalist uh, running to spring your foot back up I, I need traction to
0: yank me back out <laughs> yeah. uh i did have a guy one time he said he'd been using one of the inversion boards yeah and he gained back some of his oh really uh lessening
1: i'd like to I'd, see a randomized controlled trial yeah now. i don't know we we got one yeah off remember. of craigslist or whatever else and you know, is it worth five minutes a day to hang upside down or whatever? It's so uncomfortable. (laughs) I just, there's like, I like the feeling of hanging, you know, this way uh, from a bar, but to hang upside down, it just. Yeah. I got the boots and I was hanging
0: upside down on our pull-up bar and it's it's horrendous. Yeah. That's even worse. That's really, really bad. (laughs) All right. So, you know, again, on, on this musculoskeletal aspect though, I mean, is it fair to, well, no, you said, so what do you do? I mean, my first thought is if you have, if you're listening to this and you have chronic you know, muscles, knee. You know, knee pain, hip pain, a- ankle knees. joint, back, neck. I mean, there's just yeah, all yeah, knees, hips,
1: shoulders are the big ones. Yeah, neck, mid back, low back. Yeah, all of those. Then probably fingers. Osteoarthritis. Whoa, gosh,
0: yeah, that's true too.
1: Yeah, um, and and, and rheumatoid arthritis would be a different thing. Gout would be a different thing. So there would be other more meta now. Those are highly metabolic, right? Those are not trauma related, but everybody out there, the most people are going to be in the osteoarthritis camp, typical, what older folks, folks would call rheumatism, you know, and the, the, the weather changes and the pressure changes and my joint acts up and this kind of thing. And if you've got fat, You know the the distal joint on your finger is really thickened these are osteoarthritis so what the doctor would call and i think is on your oh wait didn't didn't i just write you an email about did you read your mri yeah you i i I didn't it says djd degenerative joint disease what is that Uh, what we're talking about osteoarthritis when you did the lipoma thing and it said you know and that's so, what the radiologist so here, my upper back, my upper yeah, spine. your spine has evidence of, and I think it said moderate. Because it just kind of surprised me, because we were sure we would have liked it to say your spine looks like a twenty-year-old. And it's I, instead it said your spine looks like a typical American fifty-year-old with moderate DJD, which is kind of the radiologist speak for osteoarthritis, degenerative joint disease. It's we don't use that term anymore. What so do I do? all this, right? I mean, it's, it's kind of like, yeah. well, okay, pay attention. Don't crank up on a bike. Well, for here five I sh- hours I'll a day. share
0: that real quick. So I, I did, I had an MRI. So I had, um, and I think from past injuries, I had some, you know, yeah, blunt trauma to shoulder injuries and stuff had developed over time. And we're talking over 30 years or, or, or more, uh, a lipoma. So a fatty scar, whatever deposit tumor on my back. Yeah. yeah. On my, on my back, right to the left of my Spine that had gotten big enough that, you know, daddy has this lump on his back. I mean, you could see it. And so I went in, had it looked at and the general surgeon, he says, yeah, it's, you know, it's well past the size that we would generally want to remove something like that. And it could, you know, and lots of things could happen. it could become cancerous. It could cause this. Uh, I really got interested in it when our chiropractor, our in-house guy here, Looked at it, he says, "Man, I'm a, I'm just concerned that it is causing. I mean, you've got this foreign object in and essence can't in be there, straight,
1: and it's yeah impacting. that it was pulling. He
0: thought he might oh. be pulling on a shoulder and causing stress and whatever. And I've had a dull ache that kind of ebbs and flows forever. I mean, as long as I can remember, so long that it, I just I didn't think about it. Got it taken out. So they went in there and took out this hamburger patty. It wasn't quite that big, but almost size of, of this pink, you know, fatty, scarry stuff. Took it out." And since then now, it's been, I don't know how many months now, I've realized over time that I don't have that common ache. I was used to that ache over here. You know, how how cool is I that? I didn't know that, yeah. Yeah. But you're saying my MRI says. So degenerative- in,
1: in getting ready for that, the surgeon wanted the MRI to see how deep it went yeah. pre-surgery. Yeah. And it was a very short report, right? And And it winds up in my box and you don't see that. And I didn't see it because I didn't even order it. <laughs> Why
0: did he not? Why would they not tell me
1: that? Because it's it's like saying, Kevin, you got a right arm. It's so common in America wow. that they would. It's okay, you know. You're like, well, it's like telling okay. a fifty year old, you know, you've got some love handles. It's so it's,
0: it's so just, <laughs> normally abnormal. It um, doesn't stand
1: out, right? Great. And and then and it, you know, had it been like severe, had you looked like an eighty year old? Then I think somebody would have said, Man, you need to go to your doctor and, and yeah, talk to but them. But it's still,
0: this. it's a disappointing. It's like the average narrow lab panel that people say, That's Oh, right. my lab, I feel like crap. I feel like I'm going to die. But they say my labs are are That's right. Yeah. The you're labs. Not sick enough to be in the ER. Yeah. The labs that say you're not going to die today. That's right. As opposed to your labs where you're going to go out here and go, Man, I'm seeing you're not acutely going to die today. But these That's things right. are going to manifest. What I would somewhere. call
1: all the yellow flags. Like, ah, you know, that you're probably not feeling this right now, like an elevated CRP of 3.5. Yeah. But gosh, it, it shouldn't be that high. Like, yeah. and, and I would look at you and say, oh, gosh, that's just surprising that your joints. Now, here's the, here's the problem. They could have been that way 20 years ago. And you have lived such a healthy lifestyle for the past 20 years that instead of going down even more, you actually went up from
0: really bad to less bad. Yeah. So points on a curve over time we don't have. Oh, I, you know, I want to point that out, though, because I love that because we've had people say, you know, here's Joe Healthy over here who's got all these problems. You know, so what's Mm -hmm. the point? I might as well just, you know, pig out and live at McDonald's. We're going, no. So Joe over here is eating healthy and still has issues. How much worse could they be if he wasn't doing that? That's right. So, and that's what I think. I mean, the living like this, I wonder someday, am I going to get humbled and get the cancer diagnosis? It's I can't. Yes, you are. Well, I hope not. Get a Are you're way? gonna die. Let's just I'm say I'm gonna that die. Way. <laughs> but, but but the cancer, but I could. I mean we could do that tomorrow. Yeah. And I would but I would attest to what you just said. Thank goodness I've been living it as I have, so I did not get it 20 years ago. Yes. And my st- how how much can I stave it off or minimize it if I can't fully yes. eradicate it? And
1: and and this is a very difficult conversation with patients when they'll yeah. come in and say, gosh, I spent all this money and time with you, but I still have XYZ. I agree. Yeah. But and I will try to you know word things in such a way as to say okay let's remember where you were. Do you remember this frustration and that frustration? Oh yeah, no. When those frustrations are gone, you like your shoulder, you did not wake in, walk in a month later and tell me, hey Rainy, I don't have the dull ache anymore.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: And you weren't telling me every day when you had the dull ache either. It was just it was part of life. But when that pain goes away, you don't. You didn't wake up and say, oh, oh now I'm going to do twenty pushups a yeah. day. It, you just went back to life how much more and when you talk to people and and for people out there when their resilience level of their back or their knees or whatever are less and they feel like gosh but i'm 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 doing this i'm trying this exercise and that exercise and if you ask because trauma's going to happen the stress is going to happen and i'll ask people you know do you feel like you went through the 2020 year with a little bit better attitude now you've been meditating and they'll say oh my gosh yeah if this if xyz it happened to me a year or two ago it would have wrecked me yeah and and i got way less wrecked yeah i'm like well that that's that's nobody wants to buy that book (laughs) way less wrecked and everybody wants to buy younger smarter better faster you know you're 20 years old but the reality is the work that you're putting into it is helping you to not be as bad as you would have been yeah and okay you know we just have to kind of take that
0: Use promo code Kevin, airdoctorpro.com, promo code Kevin. This episode is brought to you by BetterHelp. So my book and this podcast are named What Drives You. And what drives us, the great things, is our own values, our known values. When we go astray, it's because we've lost sight of our values. Therapy is key for helping you clarify what matters most to you so you can do more of it. I was late to taking advantage of therapy. It was only for crisis, but now myself and most of the rock stars I have on my show get therapy regularly. For most people, the main hurdle is starting therapy, Well, and then looking at that, to, to hit on, you know, treatments, uh, you know, what are the things you can do? I mean, you, you've, we've hit on some things. I mean, to look at, especially if we're looking at, you know, are we back to look at posture. You talk about you, you
1: ergonomics, know, yeah.
0: ergonomics, posture, how are we, well, you said alignment. How are we aligning ourselves, our bodies yeah. every day from, you know, on those areas?
1: And that on, on the posture, for most people out there, I'd say, how are you mousing? Like you're, that support of the elbow. That, I mean, everybody mouses. Computers or yeah. whatever the verb is, um, and if your elbow isn't supported, you're holding your elbow up with your neck, with half of your deck for hours—eight, ten, yeah. twelve hours a day. If you're using a, 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 a laptop. <laughs> laptop, you have to crank your thumbs in. Yeah, you know. So it's it's think about that. And people are like, "Oh yeah, but I've been doing that forever, and never bothered me in the past." Remember, uh-huh. and it's my smoking example. <laughs> smoking
0: for twenty years, haven't had cancer yet. <laughs> Yeah. So posture and alignment. I mean, mm-hmm. obviously there's mobility, you know, I mean, being mobile. Are you, like you said, are you not being, having the stress of being sedentary? Yeah. Are you moving that stuff? Just like the old car, you know, that needs that. Are you stretching? Are you flexible? I and mean, we've got those you know types of things, but you, you said something a minute ago, uh, man, if I am dealing with chronic, if some if people listen to chronic stuff, one of the first places I'd go is the elimination diet. Take away all those inflammatory stuff or, or fast. And you've had people do that. I mean, how many people, if they did a three day fast, what the end of those three days go, holy smokes, that would be the most, you know, if you were at the place and this is where you're all, before not eating, you consult your doctor because some of your, you know, your bodies are so inefficient, so unresilient that if you stop eating, your body is going to freak out. So you may need to, for those folks, that do the elimination.
1: Okay. Do let just last week a guy and a new patient and he came in for his wife who had a long list of issues and the only reason he was even giving me he was very skeptical and giving me the time of day was because his daughter or somebody had said gosh you know this whole gluten thing I quit gluten I feel better and it's like yeah right whatever but he tried it and he was the a little bit of a braggadocio at 55 and I ski and I do this and I do that and he was like holy cow I, I, he, he just kept going on about I could not believe that these aches and pains that I had blamed on being active lifestyle were gone yeah and so that was the spearhead for him to say something else is going on here and so for people out there if they're like okay I'm a newbie I, I don't even know where to begin um, obviously yes you got to think about your posture and people don't think about it but think about your posture during sleep this is eight hours plus or seven to uh, how is your spine in the, at night and in terms of mattress, in terms of pillow, in terms of those kinds of things, just, you know, think about that. You're,
0: uh, let me ask that one though, because, uh-huh. because there's no, there are no end to the beds and <laughs> the, the bed wars pillow. Well, no, no, no. But, but the, the, you know, the bed, this, this type of bed, this type of pillow, I seen one recently, there's a new ad for something. And this lady, she takes like a bowling ball and drops it on the, or yeah. a glass ball on the pillow the thing or a glass of wine. And I, and I'm thinking, but I'm thinking, uh, in the same way that we talked about minimalistic shoes. You know, when did we get to the point of going, you know what? God messed up on our feet. We need to support these with right. these fancy shoes and all that stuff. And people were barefoot. We space technology yeah, mattresses. Space te- yeah, what, Where did we get to where we weren't able to lay down in the woods with nothing as a pillow or a rock or whatever they did for eons of time and get to where we are now and go, oh, my gosh, we have to. This is like an egg in a carton. It has to be perfectly... I mean, it doesn't make sense in the the same way as the shoes. We were barefoot and fine forever. And then we came along and now the fancier the shoes, we got more foot problems. Yeah. And uh, if anybody wants to read that, the Born to Run book is is what we cut our teeth on. And now we run in zero drop and I still run in the pretty minimalist uh, stuff. But anyways, I I have wondered about that with all the bed stuff. Me too. And we were also
1: spent three years in Japan where it is decidedly different. The mattresses, when you go to a hotel and things like that. Very firm, very thin. It's kind of like a piece of wood with a really thick pallet. Yeah. And then a rice pillow. And I actually like it. Uh, You know, maybe it was just the idea of newness and travel and whatever else. But I thought I liked it. And uh, but you will find nothing uh, unless you do it yourself and make a pallet. Remember when you were a little kid and your mom would make
0: you a pallet? I don't know. I have actually never thought about that. I, I went for years traveling, and it was you know sleeping bag on a floor and whatever. And sometimes I felt like, man, I, I slept better at that point. Now again, you know, get used to it or not. And right, now, if I have, right. if I'm going to sleep when we go camping. I sleep terrible because I'm used to the right comfy and the, the the whatever. But just like with the shoes, people who have shoes and go backwards,
1: yeah. uh, be very careful about that. By the way,
0: oh um, my! Well, we did that. Uh, yeah. So on the, on that the minimalist shoe thing, we read this book. Born to Run, great great read, interesting story. But talking about that, you know, where did we? let's get back to strengthen your feet. And we did that and both injured our feet because we did it too fast.
1: And the same thing with fasting. If you do it too fast, you're going to well, injure your metabolism and feel bad. But so if you I can't... Everybody should do an elimination I would if diet. I'd
0: say if you've got chronic pain, that's the first thing that I would do. So if you, you can type in elimination diet and find well, that. Well, let's but,
1: just say. Yeah, well, the top culprits. Gluten, dairy, corn, and soy. Okay. So well and then the next group would be nightshade plant family yeah egg coffee alcohol yeah
0: sugar and i have i've been i've been limiting coffee a week at this point uh for a while but this coming back to my score that has me at today i'm at like the worst recovery yeah the past three days probably more gluten than i've had in the past three months before then that's what he wanted for his birthday he wanted pasta not the gluten-free dad i want the real thing bread wow. you know and dip it in whatever Rage sauce yeah dairy yeah so then it was dairy and ice cream and i just said okay it's your birthday and we'll that's so, when you would say that's so righteous go <laughs> righteously go imbibe and suffer for it but then now stop it and and recognize it and talk yeah. about it and
1: and the most dangerous thing is the fact that our bodies are so incredibly wonderfully made and resilient that most people would say, "Oh, I do that all the time. I don't feel bad." Yeah, and you don't until you do. And,
0: and, and try, and then try not doing it and see if you say, "I, I didn't, didn't know I could feel that good." Like I, your guy that you're talking about. Yeah, and, I, and that's. I, I
1: was going to say with your experiment, I've been doing the experiment also of, of no wine, uh, weight, just trying to eat less, less carb. Cause I feel like I eat too much at a sitting and go hundred percent no dairy. And we were fine until we had a copper mountain birthday weekend, just like you did. And son of a gun, if I didn't have a really good sleep score last night.
0: Yeah. Go figure. Yeah. Go figure. Well, and again, it's not, that's the, if we look at the day to day results, it's going to be hard. But if we look at it the over pattern, time, yeah. yeah. Like you talk about, you know, if you're going to take a supplement, a nutritional supplement, get a benefit from it. 90 days.
1: Yeah. And even then, most of the supplements that we use, you're not talking, you're not taking it. So you get to feel something. Yeah. Think about a, your fish oil supplement, like you think about your broccoli. Yeah. Nobody is trying to do extra broccoli so that their elbow feels better or so that they get a VO2 max or a better score or what it's healthier than the other. And we know that. So be smart about it. Yeah.
0: Yeah. Well, there, I hope that did some justice to to talking through. I did not again intend to do the whole show on that, but man, there's just so much there. And this is like every other malady we see. This is one that is more and more and more. Now we have normalized that to where when you hit 50, you are supposed to be doing less. You know, I used to do those things. I used to ski. And all your friends to... will say that. Me too. Me too. Yeah. And I don't, I want to be the guy out there. Like I saw this weekend, as I'm sure you did some 90 year old person, just swishing down with a smile on their face. And I want to be that guy, not grandpa in the corner. As yeah. you say. All right. I trust that this gave you insight into musculoskeletal aches and pains and how to avoid and manage and mitigate them. Thank you for tuning in to the self-helpful podcast where I strive to help you and me elevate our personal experience and the way we show up for others. Stay driven, my friends. We have a lot of entrepreneurs in the what drives you audience. So I've got a podcast for you the side hustle show with host Nick Loper. Nick showcases how you can make extra money through stories and ideas of regular people who made it happen. And that's what I appreciate about the show. We so often hear about the unicorn ideas and we don't hear the regular stories of regular people doing fairly regular things like Shelly who started a travel blog in 2020 and now brings in 50,000 bucks a month or Lenny who started renting out mobility scooters makes 3 grand a month. You'll hear stories of people reviewing Amazon products, washing windows, and you'll find inspiration from something that can work for you while you keep your day job. Check out The Side Hustle Show on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or your favorite podcast app or at sidehustlenation.com. You can actually answer a few short multiple choice questions at hustle.show and get a personalized playlist of the episodes that'll be most relevant to you. The Side Hustle Show.